Here we go. Episode 69, Chris Waldrum. Let me get that so, link and share this, bad boy. We are on YouTube. Very cool. Nice oh, let's do a cheers. Everybody, let's do a cheers. Put cheers. Up. I got a little ring pop. Cheers, Chris. Let's go. Oh. No booze in my drink this time. That's that's probably a first for uh Oof. forever, but this is what a special. Was that? Uh in 20 when did we do that? It was was it 2020? I think when when you I think you polished off a bottle of vodka during a live with me. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to ask my liver because my brain doesn't quite remember. The brain cells have been <laughs> depleted in that part of my library. Um, but yeah, taking lots of lion's mane and psilocybin, a lot of BDNF and, you know, brain derived neurotropic factors have increased my brain cells, a little neuroplasticity. So I'm back on it much better. And I, I rarely drink now, but those were some good times for sure. It was a fun live. We get, we get into a lot of fun stuff, but, uh, so I, well, let's do a, a formal hello for everyone who is watching on YouTube right now. We are live. Um, and we will also have this later on posted to the audio stream. So today is July 21st. Welcome to Chris Waldrum. Uh, we are doing episode 69 of the Price Call podcast. We, prom we promised you we'd bring you back for episode 69. So for everyone that's <laughs> tuning in to watch or listen, uh, this is going to be a special episode. We're kind of, Letting it go wherever. Usually when Chris comes on, we wait till this, the back half to get a little weird, but we're going to get weird all, all episodes. Today. Sure. Ben, first thing, your microphone, are you... Is it not working? Maybe you're, well, you're, you're, yeah, it you're kind of echoey. Oh, I apologize. No, I, there you go. Yeah, get that thing in up there. So, yeah, I was uh, before the call. I was like, Chris, we want to do a little business update. We can, but... We don't have to. So welcome. <laughs> welcome to Price Pile. Episode 69. Yeah, it's a fun one. We um we have been talking about doing this for a while and we've been talking about Chris Waldrum having this moment for a while. The last one, I forget if it ended up like if it was recorded or not, but you mentioned like something about talking about aliens. So maybe we're gonna get your perspective on that, but <laughs> whatever you want to do, man. Yeah, everything in all between, like what uh <laughs> whatever Ben was saying, like the 69th episode. I wish you guys had some like radio type sound effects like do 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 you know explosions and like ah, you know what I mean like something I was gonna say we could edit that in but we're live here so on YouTube yeah. no no can do so oh you know we was gonna get yeah so uh we can get the comments up too right yeah comments are are kind of already moving we got some people in so yeah, um, welcome everybody I definitely yeah, want some uh interaction you know they could be obscure comments or direct comments about price plow inspired anything Hello. I like to hear people's feedback. It's the best. So uh, things that have changed since the last time we podcasted, uh, Chris has become a competitive bodybuilder. I wouldn't say competitive, but bodybuilder. <laughs> Chris got on stage. Chris, is, I mean, you got, I mean, you were in incredible shape. Like for someone who has never competed before, that was quite, a, quite an accomplishment, really. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, um, a lot like you in a lot of aspects where if I'm going to do something, I go 200%, not going to fucking half-ass, full-ass every single time. And you're not going to do it just to say you did it too. Like I didn't do it just to be like, I'm a fucking dad that owns a company and competed. I went up there to fuck shit up. You know, I didn't go to lose. So yeah, as far as conditioning, a lot of people told me like for my first show, I came and pilled and uh, it definitely increased my respect because my understanding grew of what people go through to be able to come like that show day. And the shit ain't easy. You know what I mean? It, it is not easy. Yeah. How long was your prep for? What, what, uh, the cut specifically? So I'd never dieted. I'd never done like a bulk, nothing like with a structure, with a goal in mind. It would just be not eat shit, processed food. 
mm-hmm. really, you know, and um, it was 12 weeks. And at that 12 weeks, I was about 3,200 calories a day, um, which is pretty low for my body weight, but I didn't really know any better. And we kind of started from there and then went in a deficit of 200 calories every other week or so like that until I got down to at the very end, 1,900 calories. And that's kind of around where I ended at 18, 1,900 calories. I like that. How, so Chris, you're, you're an interesting guy because your lifestyle and your beliefs, like kind of, they touch on a lot of, um, you know, like n- not eating processed foods, not having like electronics near your, you know, your body and not microwaving stuff. Right. Like, yeah. There's a lot of really, I, I really enjoy talking to you because you, you touch on a lot of things that Mike and I also touch on. How did like being a bodybuilder is not healthy. So no. how did that change the way that you looked at things? Cause obviously like cutting down to that level is not healthy for you. Bulking up on that level is not healthy for you. Like, did that change the way that you live your life? Do you live more like a bodybuilder now, or did you go back to your other lifestyle? Yeah. So, I mean, you got to pick and choose your battles and obviously taking PEDs really isn't healthy. Even doing like TRT, that's going to come with some risk. So you've got to do a risk analysis, you know, no free lunch kind of thing. I was just talking to somebody the other day and we're talking about things to be uh, boost like brain capacity and I don't care what it is, you know what I mean? Modafinil, Blue Vigil, and fucking Adderall and whatnot. So the same thing applies with bodybuilding too. It's just a risk analysis. Am I going to get out of this? You know, what is going to take away from my body, potential years for my body. And then, you know, <laughs> the same thing with me not wanting to take the, uh, you know, VXXX and whatnot. And then the liberals are like, well, you're a fucking bodybuilder. You're, you know, taking other things to get buff, you know, but it's my choice and we could get into that later. So yeah, obviously you're going to do as much as you can to mitigate overall damage to you. And if your body is working more properly, you're going to be able to accept and potentially even assimilate, I think, a lot of these PEDs uh, more efficiently and whatnot like that. So as far as my diet, nothing really changed. Um, And we could have this conversation about like organics or as GMO, but I kept everything organic. I didn't eat any processed food. Near the end, having shakes became a little bit more prominent because it made it simple and my appetite was already crushed because I was just so lean stress is high cortisol is probably pretty high so my appetite really wasn't there so having liquid meals um, became a lot easier for me and with that the quality is going to kind of vary because whey protein isolate i mean you're not going to get any better or worse than that so still was very conscious about it and tried to do it as healthy as possible excluding the last two weeks which your body you know you're on can i talk about drugs on here like the actual stuff that i took I don't mind. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we just, yeah. 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 So, I mean, at the last two weeks, I mean, you're on trend, Mastron, testosterone, Winstrol. Um, I was still on Combuterol. I didn't take any diuretics or anything. So I think my kidneys were pretty healthy and other people there, one of the guys I knew went into kidney failure, literally, you know, and had to, had to leave the show because of diuretics. So I tried to do as hardcore, but as smart, and moderate my dosages as much as possible. Kind of the whole like, you know, diminishing returns, you take too much. And I've felt that a ton of times where I'm on a higher dose did do shit compared to my lower dose. So I kept everything in a moderate dose and just, you know, pushed that as much as I could to get the benefit from it. Cool. After you're done, did you, um, did you dose titrate down or did you, are you like, how'd you get off all that stuff? Are you? Yeah. <laughs> So I definitely didn't do it the smart way <laughs> looking back and uh, partially because my coach was just very absent and the communication wasn't there. So I get done with my show and I'm like, oh, dude, PCT time. 
get off everything. So I just, I literally quit cold turkey on everything, got on HCG, got on a good regimen for anti-estrogen. And I thought that would suffice. Right. And no, dude, I had a, I had a terrible crash afterwards. And the rule, you know, rule number one is don't binge longer than a fucking day or two. And I binged for like a solid week. So that's when my kidneys got hit because I had so much water retention in my body. You know, my joints were swollen, my ankles were swollen. And so looking back, you know, I just had no guidance and I was pretty, you know, I'm, I'm somewhat knowledgeable when it comes to physiology, but with a lot of these drugs, I'm pretty ignorant to it. I take like an expert and I'll take their advice, you know, quote unquote expert or a doctor, a sports doctor, take their advice. But outside of that, I, I really needed guidance and I didn't have that. So naive Chris was like, yeah, just fucking jump off and everything will be fine. Now, kids out there, please have somebody that knows what they're doing to guide you through it and just don't assume anything uh, like I did. So, but it was good because it was a learning lesson of what not to do. So lots of uh, wrongs, but lots of learning lessons. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people too, but it's uh, yeah. What were you, what were you binging on? Uh, dude. So when you're on prep, at least the last four weeks, you know, your diet's pretty cut down and um, I had some carbs in there, but he didn't tell me that my, my vegetables shouldn't count as carbs, like every other coach on the fucking planet. So all my broccoli, all my cauliflower, all of that was the only carbs I had. Like I had no, not one fucking grain of rice, Hmm. slice of bread or any kind of carbs the last kind of month. So you just start creating this like complex that you, you know, I was watching YouTube videos of like Chris Bumstead eating 5,000 calories a day, every single day when I was doing my fucking two hours of cardio and shit, just sitting there like obsessing, like as soon as I'm done with this, I'm going to kill myself with a pizza. (laughs) I'm going to drown myself in cereal. So really, you know, and that's not a good way, not a good position to be in. So afterwards it was like, yeah, everything that was forbidden that you can't have, that's exactly what I'm going to have. So there's a lot of ice cream, a lot of cereal, which is kind of my, one of my things that I just love. I have every single night, ice cream and cereal, but pizza, um, just shit. That's terrible, dude. You know what I mean? And it makes you feel terrible too. It's just like a drug. Like you get us maybe a little dopamine high or whatever out of it. And then you just have this crash and then you get kind of get addicted to that. So it was a solid week of uh, mistreating my body through delicious foods for sure. <laughs> so in Chris's uh, more like off season times, I, I see a lot, well, at least not as recently, but last year on your story and stuff, there was always like you making like salads and meals and like these like hearty full meals. And a lot of my transformation has been from a lot of food very worried about like full calories all the time transitioning over to feeding myself well and not being concerned so much with gorging myself with actual calories i i I try to feed myself for fuel more now and so i was really inspired by a lot of chris's stuff where like he he eats a lot of food but it's it's quality there like you can you can fill yourself up on on hearty full meals i got a lot of it from mike too with like fatty cuts of meats and stuff stuff that satiates me Yep. But isn't necessarily like a lot of people think like, oh, I'm bulking. I have to eat pizza and, 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 and yeah. ice cream now. But I, I have gotten in better shape. I can run now. I'm stronger. I'm healthier and I feel better. And I'm, I'm simply feeding myself well. You know, I don't really count anything. I just sit down and I eat until my body feels fueled. Um, I, I, I have found that there's a lot of opportunity there when you feed yourself well. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the whole saying like um, live to eat, uh, eat to live, not live to eat. Right. Yeah almost fucked that up Jesus Christ. and that's what you know people like live to eat literally and they don't yeah. like structure their meals for the benefit of themselves and whatnot like that and that's part problem problem of like consumerism and society and making everything more convenient it's brought us into this environment 
of just, you know, looking for satiation in anything and not something that's actually going to benefit our minds or benefit yeah. our body and whatnot like that. But I eat a lot right now. My calories are high, but, and it's delicious as fuck, but I'm eating healthy too, like big time. You and mentioned like, dopamine. Yeah, I was just going to bring yeah. that up. And and I, I definitely want to hear what Mike has to say, but uh, something that I found was that uh, the dopamine that I got from eating junk food is nothing compared to the dopamine that I get from cooking and preparing an awesome meal. There's a there's a sense of satisfaction from preparing yeah. something that is healthy and feels great. I get way more satisfaction out of that than I was from, you know, just eating McDonald's, even though McDonald's is a great source of do- dopamine for sure. It's a different kind. Yes. Yeah, I've told this story a couple of times. I, I recommend everyone, everyone listening, at some point, try to try to finagle your way into getting a constant glucose monitor. Mm-hmm. What for me, like I love cooking. We cook all the time here and all that. But um, no, I do love uh, like a nice sugar high and everything. But the ride down is never worth the ride up. And so if you watch a constant glucose monitor, you just watch the crash just happening like in real time. And dude, it's just like, oh my God, no wonder why I'm getting, I'm getting anxious. I feel like garbage. I don't know what to do. Do I need caffeine? Do I need a nap? Do I need more sugar? It turns out like maybe a little bit of everything, but a lot of times, yeah. a lot of the anxiety out there and the bad feelings is dude, your, your blood sugar is just dumping right now. And your body's just like completely off equilibrium. So um, you learn a lot from a constant glucose monitor. I recommend it to people who are, you know, using carbs and messing around with it. And eventually you can kind of find a, a better sweet spot, but it's, um, they're fun to play with. And yeah, just like, even like I had a, an argument in my old neighborhood on freaking Facebook and, um, I, I, I watched my glucose like spike 20 points and I hadn't eaten anything. And it was just like, just pure physiological stress being causing that. And I was like, dude, that was like pretty much when I was done with Facebook right then and there. So, um, <laughs> you could actually watch your fit body physically respond to the stress that you provide it. And so I, I, I do love a lot of that stuff. Yeah. I, I'm sure that could become an obsession too tracking yeah. stuff like that, you know, because you want real data, not like anecdotal data and whatnot. And you're like, okay, this is why I feel exactly like this. And it, like, I think it would be an OCD thing where you're like, you know, how do you bring yourself to an optimized state? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you, you start to get used to it though. First off, like if you're like on a carnivore or like a really like uh, low carb keto diet, you're just going to be a flat line. It's boring. It's like, yeah. so carnivores should not even bother the CGM unless like you just want to waste money. It's, it's going to be flat and that that's fine. But, um, you eventually, I think you, after a few uses, like after I would say two, two week trials with it, you're going to kind of know exactly what your body's about to do. But if you're like not figuring things out, then it's, it's, it's one tool in the arsenal, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. But, and yeah, it, eventually not... it gets boring in my opinion, because yeah, you start to figure out what your body's up to. Yeah, I'm not the biggest carbohydrate lover, but I know it's one of the most like this fucking anabolic thing, like legitimately for muscle growth. So you need to have full glycogen storages. I mm-hmm. perform better when I'm a lower on a lower carb, at least like my brain optimization mm-hmm. big time. And you know, I'm like 450 carbohydrates a day. So I really utilize my carbohydrates around my workout because if I have it throughout the day and I'm doing anything like creative and I eat fucking hundred grams of carbs, you know, of rice, like forget it. I know I have a short span before I start to like taper off and I take berberin and uh, chromium and whatnot and things to mitigate that impact on me. But I, I fucking hate it, dude. Like this bulking <laughs> thing. I like feeling this way and feeling full and whatnot, but the action of eating and the consequence I know it's going to have on my brain just drives me fucking batshit crazy. So I have, I like work period intervals throughout the day that are around meals that I have to have carbohydrates and it's hmm. annoying. Chris, how much berberin do you take a day? 1.5 grams. 
Mike, nice. we gotta get some capsules of dihydroberberine sent to Chris. Chris and I talk about dihydroberberine at least like every ninety days. We have like a like a time yeah. where we. Well, where we, we have it formulated. Up. We have the we have it Glucovantage in one of our upcoming formulas. So I I did a test. Uh, what was that in twenty twenty, Mike? Yeah, I, I was taking three hundred milligrams of it three times a day. I know Jesus that's Christ. I I, I real I and th this is why I just, I just want to send you the capsules because I want you to try this out. This is not like affordable for consumers. The high yeah. dose, yeah. But like I was eating like probably a thousand grams of carbs back then. I couldn't hold oh, on to weight. Shit. You know, I couldn't hold on to any of it. I, and I never got I never got like the, the lethargy. It was the most insane thing. It was it's not affordable. It's not like but like it was insane. Really? I was losing weight so quickly. And I was eating everything I possibly could. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I do think there's like a, like a, another level that you kick into there that's just not available for normal people. Yeah, it bends in non-research land right there. But like yeah. for me, yeah, 200. So yeah, basically, I'd say like 1.5 grams of berberine a day is like the clinical dose for like really awesome stuff has been shown. Outperform yeah. metformin, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, seems like the equivalent of that is somewhere between like. It depends on the person, probably 250, maybe 400 milligrams a day. I honestly, if I'm a, anything more than like 250 milligrams a day of this dihydroberberine, I will not put on a, I won't, I won't put on any weight and I, I don't need, I don't need that in my life. So, um, for me, a hundred to 200 a day is perfectly fine. Uh, yeah, space it with the carbs and everything. And it's, it's definitely beneficial. So it's cool to hear that you're putting it in a product. Are you, um, we could, before we get into anything too crazy, do you want to give us a quick business update just for those who are yeah. listening for uh, Inspire? sounds like we have a GDA coming at some point. Like, do you have any? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's so funny. Like, um, I've been wanting to do a GDA because I personally take berberin uh, and I take other, you know, insulin cofactors and whatnot to stabilize my blood sugar, which I think is so important and why people usually just are lethargic throughout the day because they have no moderation of the glu blood glucose and whatnot. Um, <laughs> to go back on what I said, like my carbohydrates at 450 grams and Ben's like, they're a thousand, you know, like I'm fucking eating less than half of what he's eating. <laughs> if I can eat, eat a thousand carbs a day, I will pay fucking hundreds of dollars a month for Glucovantage just to be able to eat that much. And uh, yeah, not have any kind of lethargy because that's just that brain fog. I get mm -hmm. pissed. It puts me in a bad fucking mood if I'm not able to like fire on all cylinders or whatnot. So anyways, Going back to uh, development, yeah, so the one product that we've been working on, well, that I've been working on for the longest time is REST, R-S-T. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're, we were at the final stages of that. I added one more ingredient that I just thought was so fucking cool that nobody's utilized in this context. And um, it became a little granular. So we were just figuring out, is it the actual material? Um, how is it even getting through the mesh size? Do we have to put it through to like a pulverization process to be able to get it to a smaller particle? So I put that on hold because like, if we do have this ingredient, there's a couple other standalone ingredients that are just rock stars themselves that would make the formula cool. But I want to do with a sleep formula like I did with uh, our greens or our multivitamin where there's a lot of dope sleep formulas out there. I mean, there's such well-developed sleep formulas out there and I do not want to compete with them at all. And I, I don't want to have like a sedative product. I don't want to have it hormonally driven with melatonin, uh, which excludes a lot of ingredients. So Finalizing that has been <laughs> kind of arduous, but when it comes out, it'll be super cool and very beneficial to people too. Like it's something that everybody could benefit from. Um, they're not like exclusionary ingredients in there where somebody that takes a drug or whatnot, or doesn't want melatonin because you shouldn't be on that fucking indefinitely kind of thing. This is something that you could take year round that'll benefit you. So there's rest. We do have a GDA. Um, 
we do have BBD. I mean, we, we kind of have like a fucking bag of, of stuff that we've been sitting on. And I mean, just to go over like the business side of it, our hardest thing for the past two years was just maintaining inventory. Mm-hmm. So we would have out of stocks because alpha packaging or one of the plastics providers said that they couldn't get the resins, you know what I mean? Cause it had that issue. So there's a lot of contributing factors that held back our launches where I see these other people launching products and they're, they're dope products, but other part of their portfolio is like empty. So, you know, as a business, you can't continue just to launch products and that be the only way that you make new sales. You got to be able to build a foundation, get lifetime customers, loyal customers, and then develop their out. So my whole goal was just being able to fortify our own stocks. We have like a million fucking skis. we got 10 flavors for a fucking amino alone. Devastate FSU. Um, we're launching two more flavors for our greens. So we're going to have six variants total, including the unflavored. So it's really just like fortifying that before I go back into the mode of just like, you know, fucking launch, 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 come out with all this stuff too. So we do have a ton. I think the coolest one is going to be RST. Um, the next is going to be a reformulation of legend because we're going to be, you know, jumping on the bandwagon, taking out laxosterin, which I think is fucking gay as shit. Like, <laughs> come on guys, laxosterin, the plant story, you know, it's just so funny. I definitely want to talk about this too, of how much the FDA are just a bunch of fucking thieves. <laughs> Pussy motherfucker. Like, I hate these fucking people, dude. They're, they're just a mafia of fucking losers. You know what I mean? Like trying to moderate shit when people are trying to benefit their lives. And it's so funny. I was talking to my partner in Australia and they're about to take uh, Lion's Mane off the market and make it a pharmaceutical. Jeez. You could only buy Man. it from... Yeah, so think about that. You know what I mean? It, it's like when we went through the pandemic... Yeah, I'll use that term. Go. I'm just doing <laughs> And demonetized. All right. <laughs> we, go, we got we got a lot of things to cover here. So first off, I, I want to make sure everyone realizes Australia is not FDA, but these, yeah, yeah. these, no, these government bodies sometimes feed off each other. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. Okay. Now laxogenin is can be can be found in a plant. So like you might be able to get a. a a Smilax plant extract to replace it. I don't know if you care to do that as as much, but it seems like, you know, they would be more um, okay with a true plant extract that is in the food supply, I guess you could say. But um, I've been watching what's been going on. I think it's Virginia against the EPA. And basically the Supreme Court has decided though, that the EPA can't enforce a lot of the guidelines that they have because there's not actually laws written about them. And so this is one thing I've brought up is that when the FDA sends out a nasty gram, do they truly have the legal like constitutional authority to really truly enforce it? And a lot of times my answer is no, but you're going to have to spend a ton of money if you want to fight that. Yeah. Now, for instance, when high-tech pharmaceuticals was going uh, against the FDA um, regarding DMAA, and it made it to the 11th circuit. If you go back and listen to the arguments that I'm talking about the audio, um, the, the verbal, the verbal arguments in the 11th circuit court of appeals, three judges listening, they not one time, they do not at all talk about any of the FDI's FDA's guidelines. They don't talk about NDIs or new dietary ingredients. None of that. They talk about one thing, Deshaya 1994, which is the actual law that our elected representatives actually wrote, signed, and was signed, uh, wrote and uh, agreed to, and was signed by the president at the time. They do not talk about anything else. They talk about the law, and so that like makes me believe that really what the upper courts care about are actually laws that are written and passed and signed by the president. Everything else 
might not really mean a lot, but you got to have the pockets and the balls to fight it. And so that's, that's kind of the challenge. Like who's really going to fight for lactose, you know, lactogenin, for instance, like if it's a it's synthetic, probably no one, but mm-hmm. at the same time, watching what's happening in other industries. Yeah. We don't have a whole lot to do with EPA, but what the Supreme court saying is that EPA really can't enforce this stuff on Virginia, you know, or is it West Virginia, whichever one it is. Um, and so I, it may be in the show notes. I'll, I'll, I'll put up some links. It's something to watch out if the FDA is going to really have the teeth to do some of this stuff. But at the same time, yeah, do you want that drama or do you want to, you know, um, live your life and enjoy your 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 kid and stuff? So just just uh, stuff that I like to monitor personally. No, for sure. And you bring up a good point. So even if you did have the money to be able to combat something like that, you just became, you know, public enemy number one in their eyes yeah so now everything going forth you're going to be looked over from you know magnifying glass yeah you're gonna get audited the irs is gonna magically uh, dude, uh, yeah, find exactly it's just find like, the receipt yeah. from 2013 where you uh, forgot to file something like, was it, yeah. fuck i don't know if it's like the 2016 elections are before that but all of a sudden the irs was like auditing a bunch of republicans and whatnot like that just it's just a strong arm of the fucking liberal party base that was yeah that was the that was 2012 that was the, the tea party 2012 movement. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what exactly year it was, but that was around that time when Tea Party was taken off. Um, I honestly don't even know what ended up happening with that, but like if that was a psyop itself or they just got smashed. But it's a sh- shakedown. I mean, yeah. they had to break up the Tea Party because of one of the biggest threats to the whole fucking establishment mm-hmm. because they Dude. were like the populist party, right? Now that you call them fucking independents and whatnot like that, but they had to destroy that before it came something tangible. It's true. And uh, who knows if it's fully destroyed. It was definitely quelled, we'll say. one of my, So when 4th of July is coming up, my daughter is about the same age as your daughter, I believe. One of her favorite stories, like we talk, like she's like, what, what is this 4th of July business? I always like go back to the Boston Tea Party. Like there's yeah. something to be said about the, the, the tantrum of throwing the tea into the harbor. That's yeah. just like, no, we ain't paying it. And so I, I love that story. And she always <laughs> asked me to tell them that she's like, tell me the, the story when they, they put the tea in the water. <laughs> yeah, I, was, so, uh, I was actually at a, at a range a couple weeks ago and I saw someone wearing a uh, Sons of Liberty patch. Which you guys know, the, the, the Sons of Liberty who actually threw the tea in the water had their own flag, which is a version of our flag. Um, and it was the first time I'd ever seen that flag in public, and it was kind of a cool sign. I, I kind of appreciated seeing that. Dude, go shake his hand. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I, seeing people who, who actually understand what the actual history is, like, 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 don't just rely on what we read in social studies in third grade. You know, like it's, I, I, I like being those kinds of people. Yeah, I mean, the best part, you know, about the fucking uprising in the Tea Party is they, their taxes were increased a fraction of what our 3%? tax rate yeah, has been. Right. Was it 3%? It was nothing, yeah. I thought it was less. Than, it might, oh, maybe it's 3%. I thought it was less than that. But anyways, like, you know what I mean? Like, back then, they had veracity, and they're like, fuck you, England. Fuck. And now people just sit by because we're just too busy eating processed food and watching TikTok. Don't yeah, have dude, enough fucking we're, time we're on our hands. Drinking to, fluoridated water and, and everything. Chris, I got to get back to business. One question from Michael Mendoza in the comments: Will Endless be returning? Yeah, that's so. That's a really good one too. And we, uh, I started formulating that, and cyclodextrin um, has just gone up so much. So my cost of goods on like a new Endless was around twenty two dollars, which doesn't mean that it's not possible. And now I think it's even more possible because you have brands like Like a Pro, which have their cost of goods around twenty five dollars for fucking products, and they're only selling online. So if we did do it, it'd be something that'd probably be just uh, DTC and Amazon because I could formulate something like that. And the last thing I want to do is have to fucking 
budget formula endless which when it came out there was nothing like it it was like what the fuck is this shit you know what I mean? <laughs> there's so much cool things in there um is definitely over engineered for the time but since these newer brands have come out and have very well developed formulas you know just some have very well developed formulas i think i've talked <laughs> to ben a little bit that you know just putting the fucking trademark ingredient in there every single one's tra- that doesn't mean shit you know what i mean like learning actual synergy with ingredients and how it's going to be beneficial towards the workout that's important not just making a 30 dollars cost of goods formula but if i do it yeah we're definitely going to go fucking big balls deep on it but it's going to be a minimalist formula though um something of just a few proven ingredients kind of like the old eas days where they had the fucking phosphagen tons of creatine you know taurine and fucking sugar and people love that shit we've kind of got away from that and i hope the industry kind of evolves back there this is something I, I've always appreciated about Inspired is a marriage of, you know, the classic hard hitting stuff. Like, Chris, you understand the stuff that really is very much backed. And you also understand the, the newer stuff, which may have a little bit less of data, but it's always on the cutting edge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, you're I, I have a problem. I, I constantly deal with on TikTok of these brands, these new brands that all they're obsessed with is trademark ingredients. Um, oh, yeah. You know, like everything has to be trademarked. They don't even know the difference between trademarked and patented, first of all, uh, which is, that's, I think that's a great discussion probably to, to bring up. But uh, I wanted to ask you, you kind of brought up like a pro, and I have a ton of respect for Jeff and what he does. Uh, but does someone making a product that is always 30 servings, always all patented and trademarked, and something that's so high cost of goods, does that change the clientele that, you know, you're, you're end up speaking to like, like when, when the competition is only trademark stuff and then you're coming out with products that maybe don't have as many trademark things, but are just as well backed. Like, does that push you to do more education on what you're offering? How, how do you respond to that kind of change in customer? Yeah. So that's kind of like two separate conversations there. One does having a loaded formula, you know, is that more attractive than something that's potentially just as efficacious, right? Yeah. So two different things. Anybody could make a no expensive formula yeah. and not to, you know, talk shit on anybody that has expensive formulas, not talk shit on Jeff or anything like that. But sure. anybody with two fucking brain cells could put together a formula with the most loaded product to be like, look what I did, you know, and it's fucking this like gold star me. My mommy didn't fucking give me a high five when I grew up. So I have to do it now to get this validation from my fucking peers and whatnot. Their own echo chamber of people circle jerking themselves. So that's kind of like where part of the industry went. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Fuck. And don't get me wrong, like, this is progress, but progress also comes with a lot of fucking, you know, faults and whatnot and recognize them, recognize them and move on from them. Um, I think the clientele that does buy these, some of them are educated, some of them see like the value to it. And some of them are just like you said, like TikTok, they're influenced by people to think they're going to be more efficacious because of these ingredients, you know, and then you break it down even further, like, there was a study that I shared that I think you reshared that showed like a pre-workout had just the same impact at in the gym, you know, as like 400 milligrams of caffeine. Mm-hmm. So then you break it up. It's like, okay, one, do all these ingredients work with each other or do they start canceling each other out? Which you posted the other day, which is like, nobody talks about that. There's no fucking studies on multiple ingredients in one formula actually having like a benefit for the gym. It's just this anecdotal, I take it all, you know, placebo effect. I think I'm getting a better workout kind of thing. So that's a whole different part of like the science that people rarely even fucking talk about, but making an efficacious formula doesn't fucking matter what kind of trademark ingredients, anybody could trademark ingredients. Like Ben right now could go get fucking sugar, trademark it as like super Ben dextrose 
And then people be like, fuck, yeah, you know, that's going to fucking <laughs> do something. So it becomes so convoluted. And that's kind of where that part of the industry is that I, I don't think is very positive, while other people are still, you know, innovating and whatnot like that. So that was a big word salad for you. I, I just, I, I feel like, you know, what, what year did I meet you, Chris? Like 2016 or something in, in 16, Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Like, like we were... You and I became friends over cluster dextrin. Just like this is awesome ingredient. It's really cool. And like that was like carbohydrates. Yeah, I really <laughs> saw a lot of people like starting to pay attention to ingredients, which was really cool, right? That was like you know the original uh, pre workout that you guys created was was starting to really grow in terms of uh, education, and and it was awesome to see people take interest in quality of ingredients, and we're kind of helping them educate themselves move forward. And we've got to this point where there's like a fork in the road where kids are like going real downhill on only trademarked ingredients at the highest dose. And I'm like trying to hold their hand and be like, no, 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 no. We got to go this direction and we need to understand what we're doing with our bodies because just throwing a ton of stuff in a scoop is not good enough. Uh, we, we shared a product. I think you probably saw the other day. It was like a 35 gram scoop. The supplement facts panel had so many trademarks on it. It looked like a NASCAR, uh, you know, wrap. Um, <laughs> And, and, and I have to give all the credit to the kid. He's a, he's a, uh, just a young entrepreneur in New Jersey that just has found a contract manufacturer. He's done his, he, he knows the studies, he knows what he's talking about. Uh, but it's just going down this other direction where it's like, well, how much can we shove in this? Which, I mean, it's cool. I mean, we all love, all three of us in this, in this conversation love ingredients. We love finding everything. But like, there's definitely a, a limit or there's a, a, a point where there's no return. Like that study you were talking about, Chris, where they put 400 milligrams of caffeine against an, uh, like a consumer good. Um, and th there's so many different ways to measure this as well, because one of the problems with that study was it was a pre-workout that was like creatine, betaine anhydrous, and beta alanine with caffeine. And that wasn't any better than than, than uh, just regular caffeine. But in in just one workout, are you going to see that benefit? You know, we gotta, So where's where's the line for mm. benefits from a pre-workout? Is it in the interim and in the acute or is it in the long term? Like. There's so much going on here, and none of these people are studying any of these ingredients together. So it really almost gives us nothing. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're you're paying for a tub. Um, so I I think it should you know a true study would run the course of a tub, but that's gonna be it's too expensive to do. Except for maybe the the biggest biggest brands, you're just relying on individual studies. My little concern lately, uh, I got to put on my price plot. I, I, my price plot hat. I am wearing a price plot hat. Is that I, we are in a recession, and I think it, there's a chance that it may it might go down into a depression. And like, there's a lot of writing on the wall. At some point, I worry that the consumer base, like the standard consumer base, is going to start revolting against the sixty dollar pre workout. Like. At what point is all those are all those trademarked ingredients together? Um, yeah, I like using them, but I'll be honest, I get sent the tub for free. It's like, but I, can I really um, encourage Joe Blow to go spend sixty dollars? Now, I of course wanted to buy a sixty dollars pre workout rather than pissing away his money at the bar. But at some point, like that, even neither of those might be an option. And at some point, if our if our like dollars don't stretch as far. Are we going to start seeing like the the pre workouts that we see on the shelves in Ecuador, where they you know their currency is not as powerful and they have basically a crack and stem product? I don't want that either. But we're going to need to start properly balancing these products, where you can't throw every trademark kitchen sink ingredient in because uh, you know only the hardcore, most like well off people are going to be able to use it. So at some point, I worry that there's going to be a lot of sixty dollars pre workouts sitting on shelves and. Yeah. That's I, that's just something I, I like to to caution. Like everyone's going in this direction. What if someone made a thirty dollars pre workout that's going to 
be successful. And I hate even quoting prices on this thing right now. It feels like we're like nearly entering hyperinflation mode where I need like the electronic price tags. Like you can't even have a paper menu anymore. Like we're getting we're almost to that point, you know? So anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like $30 in today's dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think, so on those products, and this isn't for everybody. So any company owners listening, don't think I'm slandering you or anything. So it's, it's two things, right? It's, it's ego where they want to have a product like that so they can say they did it. And it's two, it's lack of creativity, lack of the ability to actually put something together that's efficacious, that works, that doesn't have to have all those gradients in it and keeping the cost low, which could still be done. And I, I do a lot of contract manufacturing. I, I still do a lot of design and brand development. And nine times out of 10, my customers, they send me a formula and I'm like, we got to fucking cut that down. No, just get it quoted. I get it quoted $18 for a pre-workout, for a pre-workout. And I'm like, <laughs> what? come on. No, we got We got to do this. And you know, I'll say like, you know, so-and-so, you don't want to have to have the most expensive formula just to be successful. You got to rely on the culture and the establishment that you're building the relationship you're building with your audience. Like that's going to have longevity. If you only have a pre-workout or intra-workout with just trademarked ingredients, then somebody else with more trademarked ingredients is going to come along and you're going to lose them. You're not going to have them long-term. So you just got to establish yourself uh, with much more <laughs> longevity and uh, yeah, than just having a high cost of goods, but that's, we're at that peak right now. And you're right. That peak is going to come down quick and all the brands, all the trolls on your pages that are talking shit about C4, the little $19 one at Walmart, going to shut their fucking mouths because they're going to be buying that shit too. <laughs> they can't fucking afford I hope it. not. I mean, yeah. I, oh, I, you know I, what I'm saying? Like, I hope people are, are financially well enough enough to get the $30 or the $19, but no, I hear what you're saying for sure. Uh, so are we, are we in a bubble, Chris? <laughs> Oh, dude, yeah, dude, it, it's it, trademark it's one bubble? of those like not yeah trademark, trademark bubble, bubble, housing bubble, uh, student debt bubble, fucking loan, but like we're we're in such a massive bubble that we're for sure in a recession right now. But the the feds are gonna they're talking about raising the interest rates up like a full percentage, and then it'll be of course we're in a recession, which right now people are like no no everything's fine nine point one inflation, everything's dandy. Uh, but for yeah, absolutely, I I think we're potentially not to be like a pessimistic loser going into depression. So be smart with your finances guy Buy pre-workout from us instead of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I, we haven't price. Pilot, I started in 2008 during the last blow up or whatever. Anyone who's like younger than me, I guess has not really truly seen this no. market. We, we've been in a bull market pretty much the entire time. Like what? Okay. Let's say let's say the rates go up another percent and there's more mass deleveraging. There's going to be more unemployment, I'm guessing, um, which is kind of like, seems to be like a lagging kind of thing. What happens to supplements? Cause I know that our users still love supplements. Like some of our followers will like bend over backwards to find a way to, to buy that pre-workout and that protein powder. So I think you're always going to have some business, but like, how do you foresee it? And how do you plan for that? in general, like, I guess as a business owner. Yeah. So to start to kind of break down that, what happens when people get depressed or are pushed into some sort of level of stress, right? They have really like two options. They go to the bottle, they go to something that's going to fill the void on that, or they're going to do something positive, put themselves in a better atmosphere, environment, work out, eat healthy, spend money on supplements. So supplements are always going to be relevant. The difference of now in 2008, because I was in this industry, well, Right before I got in the industry, I was in construction and I was one of the ones that got fucking laid off, whole life flipped upside down. So I, I remember this very vividly. 
So the two things will happen that people are going to fucking erode away. Suicide rates are going to go up. Sounds depression, but look what happened through the pandemic. Highest rate of fucking suicide, opiate addiction, addiction in general. That's going to continue on. The difference of now in 2008 is the market is so much more saturated and not just by smaller brands, but by big money fucking hedge fund kind of brands that have hundreds of millions of dollars. So as we start to grow, because our, our industry will still grow, I think throughout the recession, you have people spending more money to be able to get the acquisition of customers and smaller brands aren't going to have that. So I think it's going to be a calling of a lot of the smaller brands that are just going to get eroded away. I, I'm very in line with Chris. Um, I'm never as bearish as Mike is. I'm, I, Mike, Mike and I usually are, are, are a decent spread. I always try to be positive, and, and Mike is usually a little bit, probably a little bit more realistic. <laughs> I than know. Me. So I, I'm bearish on a lot of stuff economically, yeah. But no, overall in supplements, I know that it's not going to zero. So no, I'm no, no. I'm more bullish than in this industry than I am in a lot of other things. Um, but yeah, I. So yeah, but yeah, I am definitely slightly bearish, and and the I could, yeah, the economy for for sure. Ben knows that I always tell him to keep the freezer full of meat. So I think that just the cost of stuff that people need, the cost of protein, the cost of nitrogen is just going up. Like at some point, poor people are going to get priced right out of like quality food. That's what like pisses oh, me sure. off, you know. And that, that's already kind of happening. So at some point, <laughs> that's going to probably affect. That that is affecting way isolate. You're seeing. Um, and I have mixed opinions on this. You're seeing plant proteins maintain a lowish price while dairy proteins are not. And that kind of concerns me at the same time. I'm a believer that I, I, I'm more as, as a, as a hardcore meat eater kind of person and supporter of regenerative agriculture, regenerative ranching, you know, knowing your farmer, all that kind of stuff. I'm not as against uh, plant proteins as some of my fellow like meat eaters are, because at the end of the day, a Lucy molecule is more or less a Lucy molecule. And as long as there's not a, a crap load of arsenic in some of these products, then I think plant proteins are okay. I'm more against the vegetable oils and plant fats for sure. But at the same time, I do get concerned that that middle-class and below are going to get priced right out of quality protein. And that's, um, that's, that's one of my more bearish concerns that I don't really see that not happening with the way things are going. Oh, absolutely. 100%. And I mean, the broader scale is this has probably all been part of the agenda for a long time. And if you go back, the only reason that we're in this kind of bull market, you know, just really, I mean, since the early 2010s, right, when, when Obama was in office, it's because uh, the head of the Federal Reserve, um, Lion Bernanke, Lion Bernanke, Leon Bernanke. Ben Bernanke. Ben Bernanke. Ben Bernanke. God damn it. Oh, I used to watch him all the time because I just despise the motherfucker. He's just a weasel. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, they did what's called quantitative easing, you know, pumping billions of dollars into the marketplace, just which just obviously hyperinflated shit and devalued our dollar. And that is, you know, coming to an end unless Biden reenacts that too. So we just have a shit storm coming where a lot of the lesser fortunate people or pe people that have been pushed to the fringe because of the last two years are going to be just completely fucked, you know, just on the government dime. And that's part of the agenda to make everybody completely uh, <laughs> dependent on the anti-state kind of things. Chris, government's tit. are you going to eat the bugs? <laughs> gram for gram is more protein than beef, guys. You know, the loosened content still up to a bit, debate. I don't know. <laughs> but collagen, you know, full of collagen is fucking... I mean, when it comes down to it, have you guys seen the movie Snowpiercer? No, never heard of it. It's pretty pretty good movie. Um, anyways, I won't get into it, but they eat bugs because it's the last thing that was 
kind of like nutritionally dense that was cheap that they could procreate and whatnot like that oh, so was that propaganda was that was that was it called the pre pre-planning or whatever they call it yeah dude just just implant it into your brain so you manifest it into reality um yeah. no it's predictive know, programming yeah there you go predictive programming no it, it was pretty interesting because um not to give everything away basically the earth was destroyed they tried to do global you know climate engineering which is really happening right now and then catastrophe and i'll let people watch it it's, it wasn't a bad movie at all but yeah predictive Snow programming Jesus. that was called Snow yeah yeah look it up i got That's a tab open cool Talking into, I remember during. Oh, is the, that, wait, is this a TV series? Twenty twenty. Uh, before that, there was a movie, and the movie okay. is, is oh, twenty thirteen IMDb. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Seven point one out of ten IMDb. I'm in. All right. Thank you, sir. I'm always looking for a good kind of whatever. I like dystopian. I like a thriller. Oh, have you, seen, have you seen uh, Dark City? It's another old. Yes. Movie. Oh, it's, it's been a while. Yeah. Is that one of your yeah. favorites? Oh, dude. Yeah. Stuff like that. The Matrix. Just you know things that are mm. outside of our normal perspective reality and whatnot is this shit mm-hmm. but yeah we're i mean you know not to be pessimistic again but everybody watching like diversify your income save as much as you can except on inspired stuff take our greens but everything else you know <laughs> i'm just gonna be the cheesiest plugger the whole fucking time i'm just kidding be smart you know fucking don't buy well, nft apes yeah it, it's tough but, idea. <laughs> that's what that's what's kind of crazy is I, I, right now okay in like this deflationary situation we're currently in it and it seems like we're going to bounce back and forth i think eventually they're going to have to print money again um but right now things are contracting right now cash is king and everyone every time a cur- currency collapses where do they go they mostly are going to be buying u.s dollars we are of the shitty currencies we are the best and then like it's still fiat and everything. And, um, but at the end of the day, I think a lot of people were busy buying crypto and Bitcoin as an inflation hedge. And then it was just as levered up and is just as much malarkey as everything else. And it turns out that the best inflation hedge was probably buying stockpile of tuna and whatever, you know, buying stuff, you know, just like non-perishable goods, like lots of uh, contact solution or whatever, like just loading up on stuff while it's cheap. And then also food and then US dollars is not a terrible thing to actually hold. And I think a lot of people got, got caught off guard. Like, I wish I could, I wish I could hold barrels of oil in my backyard, but I can't, you know, so um, but at the same time, I do, I do believe that uh, this is, we're going to keep, they're going to have to print eventually again. And at that point, I, I, it's going to get crazy again. So yeah, we're, it's just, dude, we're just going to get whipsawed back and forth and it sucks for people. Cause like, you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to like watch all this. Why can't I just be a productive member of society, put my money, save my money, save my work, save my energy and be able to like, just chill with my family. You have to like be following like the Bitcoin ticker and what the price of energy is and who's bombing who. And it's like, dude, it shouldn't have to be this hard, man. It's just like, it's just sad. And like yeah. stock market and everything like these boomers, I, I honestly don't like you got your life, your life savings tied into this 401k that some dude could just push a button and nuke like delete. No, thank you. So I, I get the the proposition of having actual hard currency on hand. Um, as well as some ammo, but just in case things so, get a little crazy. But dude, I don't know. I, I anyway, I'm, you're actually you're actually cool with saving U.S. dollars. Me? Yeah, yeah. You right now? Mentioned, yeah, yeah. Right now, yes. Eventually, the second they hit that printer button, um, if they if they do QE, which I think they're gonna have to do, I think it's gonna be a race into more shit, and I would have at least some stack of um, 
of hard stuff, right. whether it, you, yeah. whatever, gold. you pick your thing, ammo, gold, silver. I'm not a huge silver yeah. person anymore. Uh, Bitcoin. I, that yeah but at, at the end of the day though i want to have as little debt as possible and i want to have um i want to have stuff like i want to have a freezer full of meat and propane tanks and a generator on hand just in case like you can't eat your bitcoin you know so eat the dollar bill you're going to be burning it using this <laughs> yeah, exactly. but, i mean so you touched on a good point though i mean the only reason that the dollar is king is because we force companies or countries to buy oil with it like they have to use the dollar to buy oil, hence like petrodollar. And now you yeah. have superpowers like China buying Russian oil with gold, selling mm. the American dollar to buy gold, to get off the American dollar. So I think our dollar is much more fragile. I think it's just right at the complete dissolvement breaking point. Yeah, sure. yeah I, See, I, I've been concerned about saving. Like from my side, like I, I'm not a big investor guy. I've never been really into stocks. I've done like some small stuff, but I, I don't really feel, I'm not a Don Myakovone, you know? And uh, in terms of like that kind of stuff, I, I've never really known what to do if there was another step. So I buy excessive amounts of guns and ammo. Yeah, well, that dude, that's smart. I mean, that's been a good investment, really. And buying stuff is not a bad idea. I'm just saying that when all these little other currencies collapse, like right now, I, the, the biggest one that's looking bad is the yen, um, Japanese. But from following like what, what what i've been following but they the flight goes into the dollars eventually i think dollar is almost like one of the final bosses but i think sure. what russia has proven though is that when you have stuff if you have energy energy independence is is everything which is why i mentioned having the propane tanks and the, you know it's not enough to like keep power to my home forever but like once you have energy independence you can say f you i don't want your paper money like i i have the oil dude like and so you could love them or hate them i understand though that why someone doesn't want to get paid in paper dollar that someone could push a button on and just totally devalue so yeah, okay. like it sucks the the position everyone's been put into when you have everyone doing like just behaving erratically and violently and or weird or like we're like talking about people buying watches and cars like this isn't productive like we are we're going backwards and it just drives me up a wall it's like dude all i want to do is work and like hang out with my daughter why you know like why now i'm like talking about magical <laughs> internet money and i have like more ammunition than I ever thought i would ever like want or whatever and i need to like I need to like have four freezers full of meat. And in case the power goes off, I need to have like, we have all this energy around here that we're not allowed to tap or whatever. So now I need to have propane tanks to power my freezer so I can feed my kid. Like, dude, seriously, we are way, way too advanced of a civilization to be brought down to this level by these demons. And uh, this is all by design, dude. dude that's why I know. I know. That's why I'm not mad anymore. I'm just you like, gotta... this is all, it sucks that we have to do all this and talk you, about you this. Need a, you need all I want to do is take some pre-workout. Okay. What's yeah. that? I'm sorry you need a wind turbine and a solar panel and there you go baby you yeah i was gonna ask how, what's what's again what do you have against uh unless unless this is the this is this might be the part where we get into chemtrails just so you know chris this is this is the only thing that mike and i finally disagree on still though is the chemtrails like I, this is this and i would love to talk to this about chris i'd love to bring a third person yeah, let's bring in, in on the third one. party for sure okay okay so mike can make his case for sure my the only thing that i have about this whole thing is one it's condensation and two is how are they keeping it a secret with all of the people that are loading it into the airplanes at these commercial airports it's not a secret there's already been whistleblowers they just get character demonized and taken out just like with anything in the military lots of whistleblowers right with the fbi with the cia they get discredited i want to see that i actually haven't seen get that taken out. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think, I don't know if there's much to disagree on the, just the simple fact that I, I freaking hate them. Like, dude, I'm looking at a blue sky. I don't want to see a line through the sky. And then you see the line expand. Dude. I don't claim to know what it is. Okay. I don't know what the agenda is. I've never made any claims. I have theories here and there or whatever. All I know is that I see this stuff coming through on the, uh, as a grid on, on my beautiful blue Texas sky here. And the next thing you know, the sky is silver. Like, dude, yeah. what happened to my blue sky? And so yeah. I, I'm not claiming anything. I don't think it's mind control or they're spraying whatever like viruses out in there. I don't know. But it, all I'm saying is I had a pretty sky. I was swimming outside in an outdoor pool and I'm doing backstroke. And now I'm looking at a bunch of freaking lines here that I know are not natural. No, that's so- that's what bothers me. I don't, I don't need any further agenda. I just think it's ugly and I'm sick of ugly things. Just like I'm sick of having obese people next to me on the airplane, like, you know, in the air. seat. it's like, I just don't like certain things. I don't have to have agenda. Stop Stop breathing totally with that. Air. <laughs> it's ugly. If it's just like a, a, a pol- not whatever pollution or what we can argue whether or not it's good or bad, but if it's just an ugly thing that is good done, but even if we suspend that part of the discussion and just say that uh, this is a, an ugly thing that's being put into our life from an industrial you know in an industry that's that's mm-hmm. huge and probably in some sort of pollutant uh i can agree with that it's ugly for sure okay yeah so so ben's argument is like as long as it's benign then it's okay no if no, it's water so, vapor i don't really i can agree it's ugly for sure so so, so let's let's take a couple steps back so for, first off mike they're not called chemtrails now they're called well and this is back during the obama administration they're called constant contrails and it's because the jet engines became more powerful they create more ice crystals, so they sustain in the atmosphere longer, right? That's the official so, story. Well, that's that's what they were selling it at. But you right, have okay. to look, you know, look at like the root of this. So, chemtrails was a manifestation of the CIA, just like conspiracy theorists was during the JFK, you know, assassination, because people were questioning Oswell, like literally. So these these are words that are utilized to completely discredit the conversation, when in reality geoengineering has existed for a very very long time i believe like it first was done don't quote me on this in the late 50s early 60s for farmers and they did what's called cloud seeding and they shot fucking silver iodide which pulled water molecules together accumulate and created rain and one of the stories of vietnam to be able to flush out the Viet Cong was it was used in the forest to flood them out legitimately it sounds fucking batshit crazy but i'll you know i'll back everything i'm saying up with stuff so geoengineering exists 100%. And that's just not me saying it. There's legitimate patents to this, to the technology. And I like, I have all this saved on my phone because when I get into debates, I'm like, here, motherfucker, look at this shit. And then, you know, put your fucking foot in your mouth. So there's a lot of patents to this technology. Does that mean it's being used? Of course it doesn't mean it's being used. They could just have had the patents and sat on it forever, just like Tesla had a million fucking patents. And then it was used fucking, you know, 60 years later. Now, so the patents are out there. Geoengineering has existed, but then you have to look at stuff like HARP, right? High frequency machine that's literally able to pump frequencies up to the ionosphere, I believe, to heat it up and actually guide weather storms. So that exists. Sign, you know, that, and they have this fucking studies showing that they utilize it. So that exists too, but that still doesn't mean chemtrails are out there, right? So there's no way to fucking know outside of whistleblowers, which I'll send you whistleblowers that I've listened to. Outside of that, Please there's do, yeah. no way to fucking validate it unless you had an airplane that could go high enough into the strata to be able to take a sample out of that and say, this is what it is. But what you do have is the research that has been done. And there has been done research on this to show that they can modify the weather, how much they've utilized this. Like that's nobody fucking knows. We're never going to know until somebody comes out like 
Biden on one of his little fucking gaffes is like, oh, weather, mo- I mean, not weather <laughs> modification. But even more recently, you know, you have people like Bill Gates talking about spraying sulfates up in the atmosphere to be able to mitigate the impact of global warming, climate change, right? So you have all this conversation, you have all the patents, you have the research that's been done, which leads me to like, of course it's being done. They're just not telling us about it. And my only problem with this too is not that it exists because maybe it could be something that could help out humanity. It's that we're not being told the ramifications of this, the impacts it could have on our respiratory system, the impacts it could have on ground soil, the acidification of ground soil, which is happening, right? Ground soil is being destroyed by fucking pesticides, herbicides, but also like the acidification. So plants are fucking not being able to grow. And they're actually like genetic, genetically modifying plants now to be able to grow in soil that you know has a high acidity and whatnot. So you look at all that, you accumulate it, and then you have to just have a common sense fucking value point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're probably, I mean, look at all the other studies they've done on us in the past probably doing it right now what the impact is like nobody fucking knows but it for sure exists Dang, we have a great we question we have a great question in the chat uh darren decker you guys know vp cage great guy darren. he says that you've sold us on this with with uh constant contrails but <laughs> was the was the moon landing real though Oh man. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually very interested in this one. I, can I, I'll give my take first. I actually do believe it was real. I do believe it was real, but they make a really, really shitty case because they've admitted that they've created content before from fake uh, content. Like, like they, they use those, um, like the simulations when they were, they were uh, putting them on bungee cords and they blacked out the background and they use that as some of the content for the moon landing i think they really shot themselves in the foot when they when they doctored content it broke up a little bit you guys still there yeah we are yeah 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 i'm probably on the same side as you um i mean i like conspiracies because they're interesting and you know there's a lot of conspiracy fact out there for sure um and a lot of disinformation too which is just so prominent now but you're right. I mean, uh, there's a lot of artifacts that are in the photography that we've been given that have been pointed out. You know what I mean? There was there were movie sets that have been that they utilized for this kind of stuff. You know, um, the president at the time, dude, I'm having a brain fart. I'd be too much exceed calling the president at the time calling like fucking Lance Armstrong. Could he have called them from a fucking dial up phone? Uh, probably not at that time. I don't think so. Uh, looking at the structure of the actual spacecraft, um, going through the Van Allen radiation belt, right? So all of these little things, do we have technology to do that at the time? Maybe, unlikely, but maybe. So did we go there? Potentially. Yeah, I wouldn't say we didn't because I don't fucking know. But it's just like with, you know, constant contrails and whatnot. Just look at all the breadcrumbs. Um, it's just the story know, they tell you know, us. Like, Jimmy, like, it's- exactly. So, so to further like build off of that, you know, why did we go there once? Why haven't we been there again? You know, and, and why have other people in the space industry said that we don't even have technology to get there? Why did Buzz Aldrin from his own mouth say, you know, we've never fucking been in a slip up, you know, conversation that's like all over YouTube. So I don't know. I'm not going to say we didn't, um, but why haven't we been back there? And there's a lot of awesome conspiracies to say why we haven't been back there involving aliens which are just super fun to talk about <laughs> but that i mean that, that's a tough one dude to be honest with you i dived into it but i didn't put any freaking weight into it uh to really like build my own you know thought on it 
But yeah, the Go Van Allen like, space belt, dude. I mean, could we have got through the Van Allen's it, radiation? Like, come on. Yeah, that's yeah. That, the Van Allen belts is one thing that kind of convinced me that at least in the late was it 1969, late 60s, that moon landing was fake as yeah. fake, like super <laughs> fake, like just everything, like. They they took. <laughs> I said this when when Cody started working videographer for us. I was like, Cody, they, they had a shot where they the 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 spaceship takes back off from the moon. So like, did they leave the videographer there on the moon? I'm like, Cody, man, you got to get that shot. You got to get left behind on the moon. Like, how did is, <laughs> sacrifice? You got to sacrifice the ultimate sacrifice for Price Foundation. <laughs> so, you, guys, you guys have never watched a YouTube vlog. This is a thing. Like, kids get videos of themselves leaving the gym all the time and then go back and get the camera. It's like so they went back and got the camera. <laughs> the, the, yeah, okay, I know. I just it's just so dude. That video was the most fake thing I've ever seen. And so like maybe it worked in the 1960s, but now looking at it from the like from the future here. Like, oh, dude, that you, we could point out too many things. So in the late, the, the landing in the late 60s, I believe with my heart that that was fake. Have we been back? I know I, I would believe that like we have, a, we have technology on the moon, possibly on the dark side of the moon, all that stuff. I don't know if we've ever really gotten humans up there. I think we've gotten into low orbit. I, um, but I don't, I don't think that was fake. Or I don't think that was real back then. I'm pretty sure that we've gotten stuff up there since then, though. Oh, so sure. that's sure. kind of where I'm at. But did no, like I just I, okay. I don't even I haven't gone deep on this rabbit hole. I've watched a couple of YouTube videos. I'm like, oh man, that looks so bad. So yeah. we can we can agree that this was used as like a you know a, a psyop or it was propaganda to and, and to embolden us against Russia and all that. But the implications. Of, so so the implications of that then like. So you believe like the the, the new um, telescope or the, the new fo the new photos of the universe like that stuff is real like like space is real. But the thing that I'm getting to here is is what shape is the thing that we're on right now? Um, like like is is the space is getting to the moon where this whole thing ends? Like do you really do you, or do you believe that this whole space thing is fake? Do you believe we're on a flat Earth? I mean, oh, monetization's so, like, out of the window now. So, like, we're we might as well go it. down. Okay, so. dude, great. No, I, I I totally love that, and I want to get into something else with astro projection, talking about like bases on the moon and whatnot. With the and it was the CIA back in the '60s, super super fascinating. Um, so I mean, you know, we we kind of have like two two realities we could be in right now, and um, it would be either be that one, you know, we are on this. So we'll get into the fucking flat Earth and whatnot. So two realities, two options. We either are on this material plane right now. Or we're in the simulation, and there, there really only are like two options of that. So, I would be leaned more towards like a simulation than I would to be on an actual like material plane. Uh, but if we are on a material plane, <laughs> there's no way to validate that we're on a fucking sphere. There's no way to validate that we're on a fucking plate. You know what I mean? There's absolutely no way. And the, the thing that always blows my mind, it's like maybe these photos are real. Maybe they are real. You know what I mean? But why? do the quality of photos progress or coincide <laughs> with the quality of DGI or CGI and computer technology? How is it just a happenstance that they go up kind of about the same time? You know, we got a better fucking camera. Now computers, I watch Star Wars. I'm like, that fucking planet's real. So you got to at least question it. You can't say like everything isn't fucking real, right? Because you're just fucking dumb. But you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of weird like similarities within that that you got to kind of at least look at, you know, enjoy at least the thought process <laughs> what about the you ben? <laughs> uh have you guys seen the led uh sets that they're filming movies and tv shows on like no. the mandalorian 
Oh, I. This is. If you guys ever, if the two of you ever see like this new, this new quality of these sets that they're using for like the Mandalorian show, like it's basically like a, a semicircle that is a ridiculously accurate landscape, and as it, it somehow links with the camera that they use on the set. So as you turn the, the perspective camera, perspective changes. The perspective changes, and like. I mean, have you guys seen the set for the White House that they use now? <laughs> like, and like, as Bruh. someone as someone who creates content every day behind me, I can understand why they did it. Like, it's like it's definitely easier to film Biden on that set where it's safe than to put seventeen cameras in the Oval Office. I totally, if I had a billion dollar uh, you know budget to do that stuff, I'd have a six set too. You know, so it's like I, it's it's hard. Um, I do think we're on a round earth, but that's also because I have to think that because that's what keeps me sane on a day-to-day basis. I myself am also a round earther, but with a caveat, I think globe that, head, globe head, what you're called globe head. I'm a globe head. I, I, I'm a globe head. I, I believe in, I do believe in outer space. I, so I knew this could all be fake or whatever in my past life. I knew guys that were working on the James Webb space telescope in 2006, 2007, 2006 through 2010. And now we're starting to get these beautiful photos. So I think it's awesome. And I think that stuff's all real personally. Um, For me, it's real, real simple. I'm on a flight. I see the curvature of the earth and that's without like any type of mind altering substances. I truly, and I don't think that's a, a mess in my like vision or like placebo effect. I, I truly do believe I see curvature of the earth. And so I buy that where, and so I think that the flat earthers are like one of those discrediting movements that um, they are a pivot away from what the real truth is. And that's where I think like uh, flat earthers are used as the new like conspiracy theorists to discredit everyone else who's questioning something. So now if I question something, if I don't, I don't like the the line that I see in the sky right here. Oh, I'm a flat earther. Like, no, that's not true. But yeah. um, I don't believe that the earth is a completely solid sphere. I think that there's like, I wouldn't Caverns. say hollow, but I believe there's a tube. It's more tubular. Like if you look at how there's a YouTube video, I should find it. Like if you just take, um, water and spin it in microgravity it'll make a ball that's got like an axis through it and there's a tube and i think like there's so i think that flat earth is meant to discredit i guess like tubular earth or some people call it hollow earth i don't like that i'm calling it tubular earth is is where i no, i'm not definitely not a flat earther i do like the round globe and i don't believe that we're in a simulation either but there's no way of proving that so you know we get into the god conversation there and you got to just you got to pick it. You pick your side and decide what you're gonna what you're gonna do with your life. And no matter what you believe, you don't you can't let it harm your happiness or um, oh for sure. For you know, sure. excuse yeah. me, but yeah, you you gotta whatever you believe. Yeah, don't like don't let yeah. it ruin you. Like well, you can't get despair. Like despair is an apathy are the worst emotions to ever have. Ever. So ever, that's yeah, for sure. No, and that's that's where like nihilists. You know, they could be happy. Atheists, they could be happy. And they're lazy. Because they haven't looked for a bigger truth, for sure. But they mm-hmm. can still be content with themselves. So, yeah, have you guys ever looked up the actual, what the form of the Earth looks like? Have you seen that? No. What, what the actual form of the Earth like? So not without all the water. What the solid structure of the Earth looks like. Have you ever looked it up? It's like a, top- images. a topology map or something? or Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have so, not- so look that up, which is super interesting, you know, because you get some different depictions. Um, but the consensus is... A very like odd looking structure it's really cool yeah. so with the the hollow earth theory because i went down that like massive dude and you had admiral bird do his fucking flight to antarctica 
flew over a big cavern, went into it, and, and then holy shit, you know, there's dinosaurs, all that cool shit. Down there. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, so the, I mean, the whole fucking like iron, molten iron core, of the earth and whatnot like that, like that's fucking hypothetical, dude. How, how the fuck do you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they have technology, but are there massive caverns? Yeah, our earth is probably more similar to like somewhat of a geode. You know what I mean? There's massive, massive cavern structures. I mean, there's water, oceans and oceans of water that are miles down thick that they've found. You know what I mean? And what you usually have, like how geodes are created, is there's a fucking body of water inside that geode and creates all these massive crystals. And that's where you see down in Mexico. Did you see that cavern with these fucking, you know, huge like chrysalis that were gigantic? Mind-blowing, mind-blowing. They found this fucking cavern. But um, yeah, I mean, it's all fun to talk about. Should it like modify your life? No, you know what I mean? But it's, it's interesting to, it's like a fucking science fiction. Cool to read. Doesn't mean that you have to ascribe to everything inside of it. I, uh, but did, did you guys look at the earth though? Did you find I it? I did. Actually, that was cool. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty neat, right? Yeah. yeah. So everybody watching, if you don't know what the earth looks like, right? Check that out. It's pretty cool. Uh, so it's actually kind of funny. So uh, I, I believe the first conversation that Mike and I like became like, friends friends outside of just like talking sports ops was uh um what's the name of that effect the mandela effect oh my god there's like like the bernstein bears and all this stuff like (laughs) mike and i i think we were like two drinks in at the arnold and we were just like like you remember how to spell the bernsteins man and it was like it was a thing you know and and like from there like there's been a few times where i've asked mike because mike's always a little bit ahead of me decently far ahead of me on these things and i'm always like how do you live your life because that's always like my concern like you know like like once you've seen some past you know the, the wizard of oz here like how do you go back to like going to your job every morning or whatever you know and um i guess us being self-employed is part of that but mm-hmm. like like how do you fit into society or whatever and we've we've become very like unemployable and whatever you want to say uh but it's funny uh, chris you've brought this up a couple times like psilocybin psilocybin kind of gave you that answer like once you've seen further like how it was even though like like at that part it was like a thinking process of like realizing like this it, the society and all this stuff is, is against us once i had experienced psilocybin it calmed me into realizing like everything is okay like it, there may be a narrative there may be all these things but like we are who we are and we have to live that life based on who we are and and it's, it's gonna be all right i i don't know you guys mentioned despair and it made me think of like i had that emotion for a little bit when i realized no matter what you believe about conspiracies and stuff there definitely is like a lot of people trying to screw us over some bad know? shit for yeah. sure yeah like is it lizard people eating babies probably maybe or maybe <laughs> not like whether or not it's most likely it's, but whether or not these conspiracies are literal truth, there are people who are trying to take advantage of the populace, right? And and how do you live your life knowing that? I, I always kind of want to know how you guys, like, you wake up in the morning, like, knowing that Nancy Pelosi is, like, I don't know. I don't know. Clinton's a little bit, probably a little bit easier. Like, 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 there are people who get away with shit and, like, take advantage of us. Like, what did you have? Did you go through that? Yeah, it's just like a realization, you know, that everything in our society is manufactured specifically for control, you know, and it's, this started out 6,000 years ago with one of the first religions and uh, mm-hmm. modern fucking government is based off of religion, just controlling the individual's mind. Well, cause so Chris, definitely. you still, you still like post the mainstream news on your Instagram story, like laughing at like CNN. I, I, <laughs> I can't turn that on. I can't watch that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that pisses me off. And somehow Chris like sits here like, 
laughing about Nancy Pelosi making $2 billion off of uh, insider trading. Week. I was going to say insider trading. Yeah. <laughs> She's the best stock picker on the planet, man. I think uh, Nvidia was the latest pick there, but <laughs> no Stradamus. Um, yeah. No, you're right. So to me, everything, um, first off, this has been going on forever. The world's not going to end, not within like any of our lifetimes or whatever. It's been going on for thousands of years. It'll continue to go on for thousands of years. There's an endless type of spiritual war going on. I was, we were on a Doug Miller's podcast, um, ask the boss, boss status. And I, you know, I realized we're, at, we're in a spiritual war. And once you like accept the fact that you, and you put yourself on war footing, it actually makes things a little bit easier in ways to just accept it. And like, how am I going to work with this and how am I going to not let it eat me alive? And to, um, and so, and it's, it's time will come, time will go and, you know, history will continue to not necessarily repeat, but um, to rhyme and it's going to, it's going to go on. So, you know, for me um, carrying on, the legacy is, you know, at least like having kids and stuff helps a lot with that. But, um, and so some people that think like, I, I've talked to a friend who was like, uh, they were persecuted in Russia long ago and everything. And he's like, what he learned from his elders was just survive, find ways to survive. And I, I said, like, at some point, that's not going to be good enough. So, but for now, yeah, just like find a way to like, just survive and replicate and continue on passing things down is in and is of itself a great purpose. But to me, um, I am someone who just believes that it's all energy and we need to harness energy not limit energy we need more energy and so to me one of my purposes in life is to help provide people with ways of achieving energy and whether and for and so currently that yeah that might be with pre-workout supplements we get into the mitochondrial stuff the the mito energy and everything some of the ingredients that can give you more cellular energy make you feel better the diet and the 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 food or the the foods to avoid that will give you better energy having um that box of sweet tarts feels great on the way up but it's terrible energy on the way down don't do that like unless you know you're tinkering around or you're post workout um and so to me like having purpose is very important. And to me, some of my purpose is to educate and eventually provide the world with a better form of energy. And so, cause I think that's really all, um, when it comes down to it, that's what we are. So that's kind of where I'm at with, but it, you have to have a purpose. I think men in general, men and women, but men without purpose, um, are devastated and, and that's where the despair comes in. So that your purpose may be as simple as like making the best shaker cup on the planet so someone can get their pre-workout on like dude that's awesome you got to have some purpose your, your purpose might be your backyard garden or it might be your kid or it might be you know it, it doesn't have to be anything big but you got to have a purpose and to me like attacking energy is that for me and so um you know we've talked like 2020 was a kind of an anger filled year for me and then things like started to piece together for me so um, I, I was like, you know, obviously disappointed in my fellow man. I, I will say that I still am, but, uh, and that continues to, to, to this day, continuing 2021, but in general, um, I think, I think I better found my purpose because of that. So I'm kind of thankful for all the nonsense that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And that has happened this, this decade. Yeah. What you said sure. about surviving, like you've said that before and before other times it has bothered me when you say that because i don't believe in surviving i believe in thriving i believe thriving. in a yeah. purposeful right. like living my life with uh impact you know like mm -hmm. i'm super proud of the things that we're able to do with with price plow and and like like for you chris like the, the way you've 
you've been directly impactful on the course of pre-workout as a whole as a category and, and greens That's right true. like like yeah, things like you. that like that is important to me to say that i've done something and before mike when you've used that story about surviving i understand look there are there are i mean the great depression wars all sorts of stuff but reasons where people need to just survive and i totally respect that and that in itself is an accomplishment but uh, given the topic at hand and the the conversation and like what we're really dealing with i have always felt like no that's not enough for me with this i need to be able to help and change and and, and affect stuff and i the way that you put that about like what we're able to do with our you know resources and stuff that's that's important to me you know yeah i mean it'll come to the question is is that good enough like and i i talk about this i don't know if i've gone on in public on this but like people have gotten fatter and more obese and lower energy and lower testosterone since we began doing supplements we're mm -hmm. losing so like is this good enough <laughs> no it's not no absolutely so that's, not that's that's the issue like if but I, so i mean that so let me put in there so that 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 comes out of education not not, not supplementation right because a lot of supplements right, right. could be contributing mm -hmm. to that too you know but hasn't so, the fitness industry hasn't all hasn't all of this grow i mean I, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of parallels of here of the fat getting fatter and the, the fit getting fitter, but like, True. like, look, look at how, fa how fast all this stuff is growing. I mean, like, we, we, we kicked off the call mentioning the, the collab that just happened. I mean, we've never seen something that big happen all over. So there, it is growing in some ways. It's just the people who want to be fat are getting fatter. They have more opportunities to and more ways to do it even more effectively now. Oh yeah, your your Cetos get delivered to you through a phone app. You push buttons on a little rectangle device, and then garbage magically appears at your doorstep yeah, through yeah. your mouth. Like Walmart will send freaking drones with it for you, dude. Yeah. yeah, so that's 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 a big topic right there. I think convenience was the downfall of society. Yes, one mm -hmm. of the downfalls of society, making things too easy. You know, replicating things. <laughs> But, but so what you know the thing that i have against the fitness industry too is you do have a lot of people who are health conscious but do they even understand like endocrine disruptors no everything around them they're filling their bodies they still cook on teflon they microwave in plastic so they're health conscious but not really their testosterone is still plummeting they're still yeah. going to get cancer you know so i wish people in the fitness industry would look outside of supplementations and cleaning up their diet because there's a lot of other contributing factors that are much more dangerous than just not eating McDonald's. That's just not doing this. Yeah. Well, first off, I got it. I haven't pointed out. I'm wearing my United We Inspire United shirt. Inspire. One, you know why? It's, it's still in the arsenal because it's 100% cotton. Um, not wearing plastic clothing and stuff. Let's do so, it. Let's, let's get into this one, Mike. I want you, I want you and Chris to do I, the. I, I don't want to get into polyester just yet because he said something else. <laughs> <laughs> We're going everywhere. Oh, but what, wait, what was Chris just saying? Um, Endocrine oh. disruptors. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a constant conversation with my wife actually, and like the we've been attacked from so many angles that we'll Everybody. never know what you know. You mentioned that there might be worse things than like endocrine disruptive might be worse than the food or whatever. Like we'll never know because in the last like two or three generations, we've had this onslaught of so many things that it's it's almost impossible to identify the culprits. And the culprits, in my opinion, is just like everything. Like oh, it, it it blows my mind that we are still even like functioning sometimes just with all the oh, no. garbage that's been put in our faces Dude, yeah let's please jump into that please please because you're, you're so fucking right it's not single source and it's not acute it's accumulative yeah and every every like i was watching a doctor that's like fish in the ocean will have prozac in it 
they'll have my yes. plastics in it. So people eat fish and this, this fucking doctor was like, don't worry about that. Cause it's such a small amount. And that is true. So you're not going to get something acute from it right then and there, but it accumulates inside of your body. It stores inside of your body, stores inside the fat cells, stores inside your brain. Cause your brain's fat. So it's not just from the fish, not just from your lotions, not just from cooking in plastic, not just from your drinking water. It's everything, a combination. So that's why there's studies out there like, no, it's not that. It's not that. Of course, it's not that. It's over time. It accumulates in the body. And it's not just this generation. And it might not happen to this generation at all. It's a subsequent, subsequent generations. It's the breakdown of our actual genetic code that we're passing down. So in a couple of generations, everybody's going to be so fucked up, so fucked up. Seriously, like real shit. Our, our DNA is completely broken and you don't, you know, you give your kids DNA. They don't just come out with perfect DNA. So if your DNA is fucked, their DNA is fucked to generate the next generation. So this is a snowball effect. That's a domino effect completely. So there's not just one source and that doesn't mean you should be terrified and not fucking eat anything and only have fucking purified or distilled water. It's just be conscious of it and minimize your exposure to it. That's all we could do because it's fucking everywhere. Detergents, mm -hmm. solvents, soaps, like our clothes, the, the chemicals, the fire retardant on our furniture, every fucking thing out there that is approved by our government is probably going to kill you over time. So you so, just got to learn about those and then minimize the impact. Yeah, I, I, dude, that's what drives me crazy. So like we've got a trip to to visit my my folks up in Cleveland next week. Um, and I, I'm a black sheep of the family, obviously. I mean, come on. But so, and I'm used to that. I wear that hat very, you, you very proudly. You can't, you but can't like, say black dude, anymore. You're a white sheep. Oh, <laughs> so anyway, I, but like the amount of effort that you have to, so once you go down these rabbit holes, you make your decisions. Like, first off, I'm going to filter my water. I'm not wearing plastic underpants. I'm not eating the seed oils. I'm not going to eat the bugs and, um, you know, a few other things or whatever, but like in general, like the amount of hoops you got to jump through, through to just do that, to eat like my great grandmother did is astronomical. Oh, and fuck people yeah, think I'm crazy. Like, dude, yeah, no, well, food really is supposed to be expensive. expensive. Food is not supposed to be so easy that I could push a button. Like mm -hmm. that's, that's my, truly my opinion. So you either got to spend energy hunting it and getting it yourself, or you got to spend energy working, which can then hopefully if your dollar is not falling apart, be able to apply it towards yeah, quality yeah. food. And that's where I get worried that quality food is, you know, getting priced out and everything. And so, you know, the whey protein isolates, et cetera, et cetera, as well. But it's like, man, you really have to like, you, if you want, if you go down this rabbit hole and decide like, I'm going to make wholesale change here you have to do a lot of stuff and you're probably oh, going to yeah. be eating out very much and you're not going to, you know, like you, you're, there's going to be sacrifices to be made, but to me it's worth it. Um, as, because I, I have more energy than my peers. And so that, it comes down to that for me. So longevity, it, it's tough. Longevity, <laughs> dude, it's like, it comes down to longevity, quality of life and being able to be a father for a long period of time for your fucking kids. Yeah. Like that's the most important thing to me. And I have this conversation with people, more often than not, it's hilarious. It always fucking evolves into this. When I talk to just a random stranger who goes into this and they're like, oh my God, Chris, what the fuck do I do? And I was like, look at it as any other, you know, process inside of your life. You're going to do a diet. You're going to start a job. You're going to learn a new fucking skill set. You don't just go balls deep. Part of my fucking, you know, you don't go full in from day one. You Wait, that's the thing you apologize for. <laughs> like, that's the thing you think is offensive. <laughs> Like, like balls is like balls deep is not allowed. Everything. Oh, balls deep is everything. 
<laughs> I like that. I, I actually, I ask you this every podcast, Chris, because I, it's it's kind of important to be like, how do you live in this society? And like, because to, to me, I think since our last podcast, I actually disagree. I don't think it's this hard to live like this. Like, I buy Whole Foods, I cook them, and I enjoy that. And like, like, I've got freaking seventeen plants out on my deck right now. I'm trying to grow my own food because I want to flavor my own food with vegetables and jalapenos. That's awesome. and shit. Like, yeah. I don't know. To me, like. I don't think it's that hard. It It's the parts like, I just tried to quote out how much it would cost to switch all of my Tupperware over to glass. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna store it in plastic. I'm not gonna microwave it in plastic because like, yeah. right? Like there, there's, I don't think it's that hard or that expensive to do things in the reasonable way. It, would living like the Liver King be ridiculously expensive? Yes, like if, like that. There are absolute extremes, like you said, Chris. But like little things, like I still live my life in a, a bunch of different ways. I don't mean to call you out on it, Chris. But we, when we started this call, you were vaping. You know, like there are little things. <laughs> oh, like, for sure. For like sure. There are, right, there are like little things. Like I have friends who are fully carnivore but do nicotine pouches. Right. Oh, like for the, sure. yeah. the, the, there, there are different things where it's like okay. Like I can understand that. Like our our, yep. our forefathers lived differently than we did, but they still grew uh, tobacco in their backyard. You know? Okay, perhaps we should go down the nicotine rabbit hole. And this is one that I haven't gone deep down. But given that we've been lied to about every single other thing on the planet, maybe that's nicotine ain't so bad for you either. I don't think that replacing oxygen in your lungs with other things in large amounts is a good idea. And that comes from someone who consumes. This is legal in Jersey. I didn't say now, to so inhale. I say this. You don't have to inhale. <laughs> oh, well, that's fair. I don't inhale but, tobacco anymore. No, I, I, I smoke right, a lot of cigars. I, I think processed cigarettes are obviously terrible. Smoking it through a plastic filter, like that cannot be sure. a good idea. But like if I were the old school, have a real clean pipe or whatever with just like some quality tobacco that was hopefully organically grown or anything, and I don't like huff it all the way to the bottom of my gut or whatever, like is that really that bad? Do you think that the sun is bad for you in like it, it like, the, like the dose is in uh, the poison is in the dose, right? Like you can burn yourself in the sun, but like a, a certain amount of it's good for you. I, that's how I feel about like tobacco and marijuana and stuff. I think that um, like I just wrote, read a, a book, Dopamine Nation, uh, it was by this really big neuroscientist, and she had an entire chapter on people being addicted to marijuana, which is totally against what a lot of people would tell you these days. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I I think that you can abuse a lot of things like you can abuse nicotine and you can you can modify tobacco to the point like you said like it's processed tobacco there's fiberglass added in there's flavors added in there's a plastic tip there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of different ways to take something that probably isn't too bad and make it definitely make it bad. terrible mm -hmm. yeah but yeah ben get to one thing you said yeah actually it is easy especially if you can afford it and like cooking yourself isn't isn't that hard you save money ultimately yeah. but it becomes more challenging when you're like traveling to like you realize how much different you are than your boomer parents totally. or whatever or once you have a kid okay well every other kid and you're like so our our daughter's in a school where this is not an issue or anything but when every other kid is eating goldfish crackers that are loaded with sunflower oil and everything. And I don't want that in her body. Now I got to like do all this weird stuff. And it's like, that's where it becomes a little bit, um, a little bit challenging and do that. Yeah. So that's, that's a complaint that where it becomes, yeah, that's where it's more hard. But yeah, when you're living in, in your own apartment with your girlfriend and you don't have to like interface too much with the rest of society, it is easier. But when you're yeah highly interfaced with society, um, that's when the challenges occur. So like people really need to like, if you're going to make wholesale change, you got to like have the iron will because like a lot of crabs in the bucket, you're going to try to pull you down. And so I, I don't have, 
you got to be stubborn about it to a degree. Like I'm going to do this for six months. I'm not going to wear plastic underpants for six months. See how I feel like that's. Yeah. Don't put yourself, I, don't put your cell phone on your nuts. And you know, like everybody drinks energy drinks. What do you think the liner is? Yeah. Aluminum plastic. Oh, oh, okay. oh yeah. Yeah. BPA, the, the, oh, the, the aluminum on the inside yeah. isn't, isn't great either. So, you know, that's I mean, like, that's oh, what I like, well, exactly. Yeah. So that's another one, a really good documentary for anybody watching right now to check out. It's called, uh, aluminum generation i believe it is aluminum nation aluminum generation but it just talks about again the accumulation of these metals inside of our bodies that start to interact with our brain and -hmm. basically blocking synapses causing nerve pain because literally gets into your fucking right and nerves past the myelin sheath um but yeah it's it's everything so go go back to it's it's more of an overwhelming thing where age of aluminum age of aluminum there you go that's it check that one out let me know what you think that really got me down the fucking metal rabbit hole of again just these substances that don't do anything acute necessarily but over time they accumulate and erode like every fucking processes of our body basically see i um, find that's i'm sorry no yeah so it's just it's the overwhelming thing so if you're to tell anybody but ben they would be like oh fucking pass out and so and that that gives them this hopelessness like how could i ever how could i ever do it's this? overwhelming you know, my, my fucking husband, he eats that way. I, he'll never, or my wife, my aunt. So it's just a slow introduction into <laughs> drinking the fucking conspiracy theory punch, I guess. Like, it, it, what the sad thing is, you're just searching for the truth. And when you start searching for the truth, you uncover a lot of things that could be, you know, terrifying and mm-hmm. have been implemented on purpose. So that, that's why I'm at. Yeah, it's relatively easy, but you got to have a fucking handbook and you can't be overwhelmed by the steps that you need to take to be able to get there. Now, the reason I'm optimistic, and so yeah, Ben calls me bearish, like I think this is going to be a, a semi-not fun decade, we'll just put it. But the reason I'm optimistic, we've never, we're in like what you call the fourth turning or we're entering one of these or in one of these, like, you know, hard times create strong men, strong time, men create good times, good, ten, good times create weak men, weak men create hard times. So you've got this cycle Cyclical. and we're hitting that. And so this is the first time, however, that we have the internet. Like we can actually talk about this. We have Age of Aluminum uh, documentary I'm looking at here on, on Amazon Prime or whatever. And, you know, so it's like this, the internet combined with potentially Bitcoin could be the combo breaker. And that is like a one reason that I am more optimistic. So um, decentralization. Yeah, just yeah, you know, it's not even like, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. De- decentralization is a huge thing. I think, um, if if nothing else, that's like one thing that Christianity brought to a, brought to the world was this like decentralization. And I think like it's been a long time since we had another great decentralizing force, and the internet was that was that thing. Um, also, you know, the printing press. I'm probably missing a couple other things, but it's like we we were due for we were due for like a W. And I think I think the good guys might get it. And if if we do, it's going to be due to the internet. And that's where like the cyber pandemic will uh, come and shut everything down or, you know, like, yeah. but AC, ACDC energy that was created by Tesla. That was really important too. a couple of things, you know what I mean? Printing press for sure to be able to spread information and then technology uh, EMFs to be able to actually fucking transmit information. Super important. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm scared. I think the, I think the end call to all civilization is there's a fucking mock nuclear event or countries set off an EMP destroy the grid and then there's just no fucking coming back from that it'll be fucking mel gibson mad max day two do you, do you think mad max Real comes shit. are you preparing for mad max 
I'm always preparing for men, Matt. <laughs> at least mentally. You know I mean? like, yeah, dude. All right. All right. Sure, yeah. Sure. I've, I've read some articles that like Russia has super EMPs on satellites or something, but I. Oh, dude. Star Wars, like that started back during, you know what I mean? The 60s, the space race to be able to take money from the Soviet Union to bankrupt them, basically, to say we're going to have laser beams up there for sure. Space fucking Star Wars is real shit. They got some technology up there. Like, have you ever got. Have you guys ever look up the gods of rod, uh, the rods of God? Look at that up real quick. Rods of God. I will, I will say, yes. like DEWs or whatever, or the direct energy weapons. No, it's not yeah, a direct we... energy weapon. It's actually like a projectile. But wow. DEWs though, DEWs. I mean, Jesus Christ, can you imagine that shit? Oh, I, I've heard about the. Okay, yeah, um, man, we've basically said every single keyword to get this YouTube video blasted. <laughs> man, I hope our channel is gonna be okay. So preparing for the match so ben I, I didn't tell you this so i had a it wasn't a panic attack but okay so when we were in chicago for ghost um awesome trip and everything on the the like the last day or the day before i was just like thinking in my head like what if an emp went off how am i gonna what am i gonna what is my plan i don't have a weapon on me i'm in chicago and my family's 1300 miles away or whatever like how Fire am back. i gonna get back to my my family how am i gonna get back to texas and i was like i went down and i was like dude I'm not ready for an EMP right now in Chicago. And so like, that was basically my answer. And I was a little bit worried. Did you take and, my vape? Like I, I put myself into this like bad state. It's like, it wasn't <laughs> even like on any type of chemical or anything. I just like, I went down the, the wrong thought hole at the wrong time. And I was yeah. like, well, hopefully there's no EMP. Cause I, I have some family out there. I get there and then I got to figure out how I'm going to have to like home. trade for a dirt bike that does not require electricity. I need a weapon. Like I was like, this is bad. Like I, I don't want to go to Chicago without my family anymore. Yeah, like the, the book of Eli, right? With fucking um oh yeah, I forgot about that, that movie. Yeah, yeah it'd, it'd be yeah, for real like that. So that's that's actually why I moved out of Huntington Beach, California. Um, because I just I was terrified that if something happened, I was surrounded by you know four million people, like three point five million people, what would happen? I'd be completely landlocked. So I wanted to fucking get out of that just to be able to have a space to breathe, and that's why we came out to the part that we are in Utah. Mm-hmm. And uh, dude, two years later, COVID hit everything. They're locked down completely. Mm-hmm. Business just squeezed to fucking death. In Huntington, you're talking about? Uh, Southern California. Right, right, right. Okay. Which is in which is Huntington, yep, in Southern yep. California. So yeah, so Huntington, uh, which isn't too far from LA. So you just have this fucking gridlock. If something went down, there'd be no escape, no mm-hmm. fucking hope. <laughs> you know what I mean? FEMA would come out. The whole camps would fucking happen. All those coffins, like that shit, would <laughs> roll out real quick. <laughs> Yeah, dude, Huntington so I, I Beach. For that exact yeah. reason, yeah, I got out, fortified where we are right now, and living good. You got community though. Like that's what I'm realizing is like, dude, know your neighbors and all that. Yeah, and that's what they teach us to fear our neighbors, especially more so than ever with how divisive it is. Like, have you noticed that? Like, people don't. The news and all these media, they don't want you to be friends with everybody. I don't, I don't want, want to be friends to... with my neighbors. To be honest with you, even you like... got some crazy neighbors, Ben. <laughs> Well, yeah, but like, the neighbors also, are assholes, like, Ben is different. Like, I want to live in the woods around nobody. Like, <sighs> I, 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 I want so much land that I can't see my neighbors. Yeah, you know? so survivability will be dependent on the community, though, for sure. Yeah, that's that's. I think a lot of people. I think eventually the bandits will come for your land, and absolutely, I hope in a Mad Max environment, like all of these, and I love them, all the rednecks and everyone. I'm. Uh, they believe that they're going to hunt for food, dude. The the wild game is going to get picked over fast, and yeah. it's be by a bunch of idiots who don't know how to properly clean and store the the, the meat. And yep. then after that, 
you're back to more Mad Max. So I don't think like hunting your land is a sufficient answer. I think, no. I think you got to know your neighbors. You got to no, have I, community. The land is we, not for hunting for me. The land is for exactly what you're saying. I, I, I want to be able to see people coming. Get away from gotcha. people. We're getting yeah. into a little bit close to that Mad Max. I don't know if my views on this part are really relatable or sufficient for YouTube at this point, but like, <laughs> like, I don't know. M Mike and I had one conversation about what we were purchasing. I'm not going to put too much of my business out on the internet of what I purchased when I was preparing for all this, but there was a part where Mike was like, oh, you're preparing for war. Okay. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. I went off the deep end when it came to, I invested a lot of stuff that's, I mean, it's worth a lot of money and New York's banning a lot of it. So it'll be, it's, it's going to hold its value, you know, but like, dude, I, I want enough land that like when they come, like I see them coming, you know, like, point. Yeah, yeah like I, it's it's not for hunting for me. I actually really, I regret not having hunted when I grew up because for me, me like killing a deer, I never got to do, and it, like I don't like the idea of it. And I know that that's like a, that's something I need to remedy at some point. You know, um, I am fully adept at violence with other humans, but when it comes to killing animals, that really bothers me. <laughs> yeah, I mean ca cannibalism, right? We got sixty percent of our population is obese. We got a fucking huge livestock here god. oh god we're never dude. gonna be back <laughs> yeah now we've hit every keyword oh lord no i'll i'll, I'll die before i cannibalize i'm not, yeah, I'm not I, gonna... I, I, my understanding is there like a lot of cultures that don't eat uh pork are descendants of people who at one point went to cannibalism and they'd say that pork is the closest thing to human uh flesh Whoa. and that's really? why a lot of civilizations kind of similar to like you know they, they call pork to be a dirty thing but it really originally it was because it was so close to human flesh that it was uh, really? they found it to be weird yeah uh, into that that's interesting well again being I'll like you know that. religious rules or whatever originally being a completely different thing like christianity uh making you eat fish on fridays because it's supposedly some religious thing but really it was just supporting fishermen mm -hmm. i think it's more catholicism but yeah I, sorry catholicism yeah right yeah um <laughs> i i i got kind of far well I, 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 I don't know ben i think you know my my opinions that i don't think new jersey is going to be the best place but um no but at the same time, things happen more slowly than everyone believes. Everyone thinks like this is happening tomorrow. And I think there's a, what's the phrase, like gradually then suddenly. And I don't think we're yet in suddenly, but suddenly can happen very yeah. suddenly. So we just it, got concealed carry here. So I, there's a little bit of a glimmer of hope for some reason. I don't know what happened, but uh, well, I, it's Supreme Court versus Brew. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The midterms elections or the midterm elections are coming up too. So we'll see if yeah, that, how's that, that how's that going to handle? We got any predictions that we can, we can trace back to and, uh, and Chaos. Uh, there's gonna be each a other. lot of peaceful protests Lots mostly of peaceful mostly protests. yeah <laughs> yeah mostly peaceful protests <laughs> yeah yeah i live in a in a uh, ivy league college town so it's always a fun time <laughs> oh god dude Fuck. ultra educated man i mean you couldn't be any more ignorant than the indoctrinated yeah, yeah. excuse me you know like jesus i i'm yeah. the i'm the uh you know bald bearded white guy in the neighborhood that drives a really loud truck and that misgenders know, everybody i just stop dead naming people ben yeah Jesus. god did you guys watch love death and robots at all oh, no ben that. it was so fucking good and erratic and spontaneous yeah shit yeah it is this good or bad i thought it was great it's I never, I've never even heard of it until it's it was weird. in the chat right here. It's so it's odd that Netflix produced it because Netflix is, you know, Netflix. But there was some it's it's this weird, like dystopian show of these weird episodes. And there were a few where it was like, this is some shit, man. 
I was yeah. uncomfortable watching some of it. Each one is its own it's little just, mini oh, like a microcosm. It's Black kind of mirror like a style. Black Mirror, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I showed my wife the absolute wrong Black Mirror episode, and she will never, ever, ever watch. Was it the pig watch. one? What? Yeah, was that's the, the worst one? one to watch for sure. Uh, there was... I, 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 it was, was this the social credit one? It was one where the... They, the baby at the end of the show. Do you know what I'm I talking didn't, about? I crib? didn't watch any of it because that stuff freaks. I don't like uh, like weird, creepy shit. I don't want to get into it. It was just it's, it's there was one where the, didn't, the, didn't the president have to fuck a pig on TV to like? Yeah, that was a, that was the first season. I mean, like yeah. when Black Mirror first came out, it was so obscure. But then they started to like refine it to be actual like futurism. Mm. And I mean, they were just they're so close to exactly what we're progressing into in a yeah. lot mm-hmm. of ways. Yeah, I should watch the rest of them. Like the, the, I, I see this death, love death and the robots. I'm like, oh, if I'm watching this, I'm watching this alone. That's one. Yes, yeah, true. definitely watch like, it alone. Yeah. Um, the other cool thing is that it, at least back when I watched it, it was in random order, so there wasn't like episode one, two, three. So you couldn't tell your friends like just watch episode three. Like for me, it was in a different order than my friends, so it was like, there, there, it was, it was done well for what they were trying to do. I will give them that. It's not my cup of tea, but it was cool. Oh, I thought cool. it was awesome. I mean, yeah, you mentioned Netflix, like. What it seems that they do is that they'll have one or two series uh, or seasons that are like really good. And then they hook everyone and then it flips the propaganda after that. So it's a possibility that's going to happen because I see it's 2019. Also, like, man, as crazy as to say, 2019, we were living in a different world. And like they didn't yeah. maybe need to lay it on as thick back then. Did you so, guys watch? Um, did you guys watch Terminal List? I've been hearing no, so much about this. Been wanting so, to watch it. Is dude, it good? I did not so, have time to watch all this TV. Oh God. <laughs> uh, Jack Carr, I'm a very big fan of. He was an actual SEAL. He wrote the book that was adapted into the show. Um, he's really great. He's been on a lot of great episodes of different podcasts that I watch frequently. And uh, it's funny because the show is really not political. Um, I mean, it has to do with America and the military. Uh, and and I can't give away pretty much any of it without you kind of figuring out. It's, it's a very in depth story. Um, but it's funny because you got. I think the Rotten Tomato score was like 30 or something like that. Oh, and, God. and the viewer score was like 98. Yeah, of course. That's um, when you know it's awesome, like the Chappelle fucking series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know what was really so funny is like, I I mean, it's, it's anti-government, you know, in so many ways, which to me, like, I think we can all get behind, you know, like, I, like <laughs> no matter what side you're on, we can all fucking hate the, 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 the conglomerate. Yeah, um, that's, that's, that's not what we learned the last couple of years, man. These people are begging to be controlled and told uh, what to do. No, like, well, that, and that's that's not necessarily true. There is a small sect, maybe like 30% of the populace that is definitely going to um, confide to anything. But faith in institutions, every institution from media to our governmental, and I've watched this shit just watching the numbers and the data all the time, all time low. Mm. There's no faith in the banks, the media, the government inter- information. So I think that's completely scrubbed because of the last two years, because right. of all the actual disinformation from the government. You know what I mean? The propaganda people are fucking right. over like the whole Trump thing, you know, big, bad Trump. He's been gone forever now, but they still bring him up. Like people are over that shit. Oh, they're so right. I, I do think there's about 60% of the populace who are very like-minded and they just stick to their tribalistic idiocies because that's what they, you know, like with religion, hard to go from fucking catholicism to islam you're brought up in that they stick within the confines of that but the reality is i think there's a lot more people that are like-minded they just don't have the capacity to have open conversations or debates i'm going to disagree i'm going to think it's 30 percent on one side 30 percent on the other and then the middle 40 
We'll just mm. swing with the wind, swing with the uh, the tide. That's that's kind of where I'm at. I don't yeah. I, I don't go I would, with 60% awake. Yeah, I would think not after it's last year. A little year. bit more obscure than that. Um, I wouldn't think it's as much as 30 30, but something like that. that. Yeah. No. Well, we'll gentlemen, it's uh, <laughs> we've been doing this for like an hour and fifty, and I I have to pack for a trip this weekend. I am one of those late packers that never plans for anything. Dude, so, I'm traveling tomorrow too. Where Perfect. are you going to? Uh, my hometown, Bakersfield, California. Visit my mom. I hope you enjoy. It. Uh, I, Stoke, I, man. Stoke. We can make fun of California all day long, but I will never uh, disagree with the fact that it's a gorgeous place to visit Dude. for the views. So I hope yeah, you enjoy. I mean, you you could like hate on liberals all you want, but they got the best fucking property in the states. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do. The entire wow. Pacific Northwest and California, like gorgeous. Dude, I just I always just imagine the pioneers coming through America and then coming down upon the like Los Angeles Valley hey, and the, the valley yeah. down there. Yeah, all that and be like, holy dude, shit. and they turned it into fucking orchards and orange groves. Like I've seen pictures, it's fucking fast. But the same thing with New York. It's yeah. just a fucking barren forest island. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. That's humanity, dude. Consume yeah. until there's nothing fucking left, and then you know, Central Park was die. like a fucking like its own ecosystem at some point, right? Like it, it's it's just incredible how they change yeah. it. So. Probably fucking indigenous species there. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> didn't exist anywhere else. Well, to take a page out of Tool's book, I wouldn't mind if it all floated into the sea. What do they call it? Arizona Bay. Arizona Bay. Yeah. 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 Learn to swim. We'll That's a good album. Arizona Bay. That's a great album. Yeah. 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 So, well, I hope you have, have a great trip, Chris. It's always fun getting to sit down with you. We uh, somehow managed to maintain viewers throughout this whole oh. thing. I really. Yeah. Thanks for watching, everyone. The chat has Everybody, been great. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to do this at uh, episode 420. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so- I was like, I don't want to wait as long as 666, but you better give me that fucking episode. Please. Please. <laughs> well, uh, give us some, we'll have to find something in like the realm of a hundreds where uh, it's it's appropriate. I don't know any other memeable numbers around there, but we'll find something for you, Chris. Uh, dude, I appreciate you guys, all the listeners. Yeah. If uh, you ever want to talk, reach out to me. I talk to so many people. Like I'm probably one of the only company owners that responds to 99% of whoever the fuck reaches out to me with fucking critique saying our shit sucks giving me compliments whatever <laughs> like that i want to hear it all dude not, you know i'm not the type of person that shies away from from criticism it's it's what helped build what we've established too so everybody watching flat earth global head oh, conspiracy good. theories i'm so glad we got to talk about some of that shit like episode. my soul is fulfilled i could sleep tonight <laughs> nice none better than episode 69 honestly i think it's great like anyone who I mean, it's it's clear that you're most likely going to profit off of products that are bought and people know who the man is behind this brand. Some people may be turned off, but other people be like, dude, I like that guy. I want to support him. I know who he is now. And I would love for that brand to flourish and your products do not suck. So that definitely helps a lot too. So I think it's an important thing for, um, for people to understand who is the man behind the brand, because ultimately uh, you are the one that's putting your sweat, blood and tears into it. And you are the one who's going to profit a little bit. So Hopefully, uh, your you know the, your viewers and your your followers know a little bit more about you now. Dude, I appreciate your platform. Appreciate what you guys do, and um, go to my profile for my GoFundMe. I'm building a mega mansion. If you want to just donate like five bucks <laughs> <laughs> at Chris Waldrum on Instagram. Right? Yeah, Are you dude. doing any TikToking? I hate to keep this conversation going too much, but no, 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 no. We could wrap it up with that. So that that's definitely where you know fucking <laughs> boomer Chris comes into play. Where I'm just so against adapting to modern technology but i know that it could be such an asset and uh it's really come down to my accepting that yes it, it could be 
a necessity for sure, and a massive apps, asset, but having the actual creative and emotional energy to put myself into that, I haven't had lately because I've been so busy. And I don't like one thing I can't do is I can't do like insincere shit. I can't act like I'm the worst fucking actor. I wear my fucking heart on my sleeve. Like emotions are there. So if I'm having a bad day, I don't want to get on TikTok and be like, hey guys, I'm devastated shit. <laughs> like I'm not going to fucking do that. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sell that fucking plastic smile. So that's been the hardest thing for me to get over is just like fucking jump into it. Uh, be who I am. I've just been so exhausted that I, it's hard for me to be, you know, C-dub. So, but yeah, absolutely. What about you guys? You guys got it? Cause I got to go on and check it out now. I'm sure Ben probably has 10 trillion fucking videos on there. Ben rocks uh, the TikTok. He's figured, I out. figured it out. I have, well, I have a commitment to not dancing or doing any of like the, the, the stereotypical stuff, but I have, I have found the way to take our content and make it relevant on there in a way that people consume it. Um, Fuck yeah. You know, it's usually controversial takes, like hot takes and stuff that does really well on there. Yep. Um, Trashing illegal formulas. Telling people Drama. that their DMA isn't real, you know, like stuff yeah. like that, you know. Um, always, tyrosine always is off. not Adderall. You know? Yeah, tyrosine is not Adderall. Um, always pisses people off when I tell them that their bathtub brews probably don't have half the ingredients in them. But <laughs> that's how I get my views. And, and I have no shame in my game. Um, Fuck yeah. Good. Yeah, we don't, really, we don't really monetize the TikTok too much yet. So like, I can still kind of go have fun there. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, our Instagram is kind of like, I know the fucking FDA watches our Instagram, man. So I have to be cool there. But, you yeah. know, at TikTok, we're, we're still having fun on that new uh, new new area there. I'm sure we're, we're hopefully growing it to the point where, you know, I'll have to be more professional there soon. Dude, I love it, man. Well, thank you, guys. Yeah. Mike, you and the family have a great night, Ben. You know, thank I love you. you.